All right. All right. Good evening to everybody out there. Pastor Tim here with you all. Um, hope that you're all doing really, really well. Normally, we start these sessions, you know, just kind of saying hi to everybody. And, you know, this time, you know, we, we kind of, you know, kind of jumped right into the prayer right, 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 you know, right away. So, you know, perhaps you didn't have a chance to um, say hi to everyone, but I just want to say hi to everyone, you know, now. I'll let you know that we're glad that you're with us and we're glad to be here. And the Lord really put it in my spirit. You might have sensed just with the nature of the prayers we were praying that we need to just be more aggressive as believers in terms of just really taking the territory that God has for us. And what he's put in my heart is literally the story of his people, Israel, where, you know, he, like I was saying, you know, through some of those prayers, he didn't ask them to kindly and gently request of the people living in the promised land that they would perhaps step aside. I mean, he said, go and take that land. Go and seize that land. Aggressively confiscate that land. And we need to be of a similar mind frame when it comes to some of the blessings of the Lord that he wants for us. Because the Lord's just been really ministering to me and reminding me about all the lies that we as believers have to listen to all the time, whether it be in media, whether it be from people who are unbelievers around us, whether it be just from the enemy whispering all kinds of absurdities in our ears all the time. And, and you know, we're constantly in a state of hearing lies. And, and God, it's true, does give us free will agency and requisite, you know, level of wisdom to be able to decipher what's truth from a lie and, you know, to be able to ultimately, he, he gives us responsibility to make the right decisions based on what we know to be true. But, you know, the kind of the Second part uh, to what God was ministering me about was that yes, you know, you know right from wrong, and you know what's right and what's and, and you know what's true and what's not as believers. But at the same time, you don't have to, you know, li- you don't constantly have to listen to all these voices. You don't constantly have to be in a state of dealing with so many lies all the time. There, there is a way that God just defeats your enemy firmly underneath your feet. To the point where, you know, it's not that that enemy is not even a threat to you anymore. Those lies can't even be uttered in your direction anymore. You know, that lie that, that tells you you should feel depressed or that you're not good enough, right? Or that or that you don't have what it takes, or that you're gonna you're gonna fail, right? That you're gonna end up like so and so from your family, or that that child's never gonna turn around and, and come back to you and and love you again, or that. Those people are never going to, you know, see you for the value you truly bring. All those kind of lies that the enemy comes with, and I just listed a few there. You don't have to listen to that nonsense. You don't have to, we don't have to just accept that these kind of lies are going to continually be spewed in our direction. You just have to take it and just say, oh, no, no, I disagree. I disagree each and every time. There's a certain point where we can tell the enemy, hey, shut up. Get under my feet. You're a snake. I'm going to crush you. And I think that's the kind of time I'm on right now. And that's the time that we should be on right now. And so I'm just praying you know, for the Lord, letting the Lord know that we're not playing games today. We're certainly not playing games. I'm not playing any games. I'm not playing at all. And so I think that it's important for us to, you know, really take dominion, you know, in this time. And uh, I was also stating that, you know, um, there's time for casual, you know, we're in a relationship with God. And sometimes when you're in a relationship with a friend, you talk casually and you just, you know, it's, hey, how you're doing? And there's other times when, you know, you're having a more serious conversation and tonight's a serious conversation kind of a night. So if you're down for that, and get in agreement with me in prayer as we just kind of press in. 
next couple of minutes, I may call on some of our other uh, prayer leaders um, to, to help, help lead us with maybe a scripture reading or some prayer. Vic or others, um, who you know who you are, if you want to jump in, hit star five at this time. But uh, we'll, we'll turn it over to you in a second. But just wanted to set the stage by giving you all some context about sort of, you know, what the Lord is leading us to do in some of these um, prayer times here. Heavenly Father, just sticking with the the theme of the night, which is just taking dominion. I just ask, Lord God, you just strengthen. I just feel your spirit everywhere, Lord God. I, I know it's here in this room that, that I'm in, and I know it's falling upon your people, wherever they may be right now, Lord God. I'm just praying, Lord Jesus, that you would let your spirit rain down on us, Lord God. We're not going to take it laying down. We're not going to let ourselves be trampled over by any kind of enemies, especially the puny enemies that we have to deal with who've already been defeated. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just pray right now, Lord God, that you just help the people of God to rise up against every single form of darkness, Lord God, against every single uh, work of darkness that comes against us, Lord Jesus. We're just not listening with any lies. We're not going to put up with it. It's nonsense. We're not putting up with it for one bit. I pray, Heavenly Father, your protection over your people, warring angels to, 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 to have their back and stand with them, Lord God, in prayer, to stand with them, Heavenly Father, and, and just believing that, you know, all things are possible through God who strengthens us, through Christ who strengthens us, really. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, just to, uh, to be with us really and truly, Lord God, from this moment forward, in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, to continue to help us, Lord God, and lift us up, strengthen us, Lord Jesus, and and just guide us in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, we have prayed. And amen. Again, Pastor Tim here for those of you just joining the last couple of minutes. This time I'd like to call on any of our other you know, sort of uh, prayer warriors to be good to lead with us. Now, I know Victor, for example, Victor, if you want to jump in, hit star five. Uh, we're going to continue to go forward here. Um, but we will continue, as you know, as Mike was on praying, then we'll spend the time with the devotional, looking at the Word of God, and then we'll wrap up with praying for your specific prayer items. So bear with me as we continue to press on with the Lord. Father, in you we already have a victory. In you the victory is already won. In you, Lord God, we have nothing to be afraid of. In you, Heavenly Father, we know, Lord Jesus, that we will be victorious and we will succeed in everything that we do. In you, Heavenly Father, we know that we are not victims, we're victors. In you, Heavenly Father, we know, Lord God, that there is no uh, evil, Lord God, that can do us any harm. In you, we know, Heavenly Father, that we have the strength and the requisite weapons and the wherewithal to stand up against every single fiery dart, Lord God. With you, Lord Jesus, we know, Lord God, that the battle was already won. It was won the minute you got up on that cross and you took the sins of the world on your shoulders, Lord God. And you bore my suffering that I could have eternal life. And you bore the suffering of every single man and woman on this line today, that they could have eternal life. We thank you, Lord God, for the shed blood of Jesus, the mighty and precious blood, the glorified and wonderful blood, the blood of Jesus, which makes all things new, which washes away everyone's sin, which makes us perfect and righteous before God. The blood of Jesus paid the price for us, that, that paid a ransom, a king's ransom for us, in fact, because he was the king of kings and lord of lords. When he died on that cross, and we paid a king's ransom for our souls, and he gave us victory so that even the gates of hell should not ever be able to prevail. And we declare it, and we receive it, and we believe it in the name of Jesus. We will take every single form of territory that God has called us to. We will take it all. We will take back America for Christ. 
We will take back, our, you know, our mental space and mental domain for Christ. We will take back our families for Christ. We will take back our faith walk for Christ and live in a, in a much holier manner for Christ and living very near and dear to his heart in the name of Jesus Christ. We are children of God. I am a children of God. You are a child of God. All of us here on this call are children of the Most High God. We shall not yield. We shall not yield. We shall not fold. We shall not in any way be slowed down. We are on the up and up. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. That means that the glory that we will see later will be greater than any glory we've ever seen up to this current and contemporary time. And we thank God for that. We lift up God for that. We exalt our Heavenly Father for that. We lift up God because he's been good and has done amazing and wonderful things for us because of that. And we are just so glad and we're so honored to be in God's presence today in the mighty and precious name of Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you because we believe it's already done, Lord. And not only do we believe that it's done, Lord God, but we need it to be done. We're not taking anyone knows. We're not going to spend the rest of our of our days, Lord God, just meandering about, Lord Jesus, just hoping that you do something and quivering about it and then you know, worrying about it and then, you know, thinking maybe God's going to do something and wondering maybe he's not going to do something. Those days are done. It is time. It is time. And we trust in you, Lord, and we look to you, Lord, and we honor you, Father, and you are good. Your mercy enduring for once and forever. We love you. We honor you. We call upon you. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, just to guard your children's hearts. All of us have different heart needs. Some people need their hearts to be guarded so we aren't led astray. Some people need their hearts to be guarded so we can believe in ourselves. Some of us Need our hearts to be guarded so that we can have faith in you. Some of us need our hearts to be guarded so we don't become arrogant or proud. Some of us need our hearts to be guarded so that fear doesn't find its way in. Some of us need our hearts to be guarded so no form of perversion and wrong ideas can, can come in. Some of us need our hearts guarded. Indeed, I would say all of us need our hearts guarded so that no lies infect us in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord God, that the proverbial gloves would come off for every single one of your children, that we would take off the gloves, we would stop playing patty cake with the enemy and start to really throw haymakers and start to really go to war, start to really take back our territory. I pray that we wouldn't be, as your word says, like fearful, cowering slaves, Lord God, fearing everything and quivering at everything and constantly feeling like we're behind the eight ball, but that we would live like we are co-heirs with Christ, that we are God's children calling you Father, dear Father. And Heavenly Father, when does the son or daughter of the King fear anything? Lord God, we're coming before the King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't think it even makes sense for us to fear a single thing. Destroy anything that stands in our way. And Lord God, that doesn't mean that our lives will be easy doesn't mean that we're all going to be multimillionaires or something. But it does mean, Lord God, that we're not going to be oppressed by anything. It does mean, Lord God, that we will destroy and stand against every single work of the enemy. I believe that it means that. 
I know that it means that according to your word. So your word says that the serpent would strike our heel, but we'd crush his head. So we thank you, Father, for all that you have done. It's our time now. It's our time now as children of God to rise to the occasion. It's our time now as children of God to grab the bull by the horns. It's our time now as children of God to fight to the very end. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, and amen. And this time I want to turn over to our brother Victor to help to lead us with some prayers and reading of Scripture. Victor. Okay, I'm going to read Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, then we're going to go to Psalms 24. David, Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas, established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, the righteousness from God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift up everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle, lift up your heads, O gates, even them up everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now we're going to read Psalms 130. Out of the depths have I cried unto the Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let the ears attentive to the voice of my supplications. If the Lord shall mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee. Thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and the word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they watch for the morning. I say more than they watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. And with him is plenteous redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from his iniquities. Amen. So we're going to lift up right now, and we're going to the Abraham, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Lord, O oh Lord, King of kings, we lift you up right now, Lord. And we come to you right now, Lord, and we pray. We pray, Lord. You shut the enemy's mouth up, Lord. You make them fight each other, Lord. You take them and turn the turn it 180 degrees, Lord. Make them fight each other, Lord. And, Lord, we wait on you, Lord. And we know that forgiveness, we forgive. 
You forgive us, Lord. We forgive everyone that's hurt us. We forgive them, and they forgive us, Lord, because I know, Lord, when you say forgive and go give them a hug, that, that when you do that, the enemy can't stand it because you bring us closer together in love no matter what the, what the um what it takes to humble ourselves, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And, Lord, we also pray, Lord, that people start speaking testimonies of what you've done for them, Lord, so we can give you the glory, Lord, for the glory of the Lord needs to come out. The glory of the Lord, the glory, the glory can turn everything around within a split second when the glory comes upon you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Victor, for leading us in those prayers. Um, what a blessing that was. For those who just joined us in the last couple minutes here, this is a Pastor Tim, Fulfilled Life Church. Welcome to the conference line, folks, the prayer line, if you will. Always a pleasure to be with you all. Let's keep it rolling for the Lord here. I mean, I think it's been a very important day um, for us, a very, very important night for us. Really, we've been talking about just the Lord and really trying to take authority take dominion, see to it that, you know, we are living the kind of lives that God's called us to, victorious lives, you know, doesn't mean, as I said earlier, that it's all about, um, you know, monetary gain or things of that nature, um, but the Lord does call us to victory, to, to be victorious, um, to run our race, and to make it to the end of the finish line, uh, I'm certain, without any shadow of a doubt, the Lord called us to that. That is a fact, not an opinion, not an interpretation of Scripture. He calls us to succeed in the task of fulfilling the purpose He specifically gave to us. In order to do that, that requires us to take authority, requires us to take dominion, requires us to stand fast, requires us to be strong, requires us to tap into the strength that He has available to us. And so we're going to spend some time here today I'm looking at some scripture verses that remind us of the strength that we wield and to let us know that we're stronger than we think we are and we're capable, just as capable as anybody else, probably more capable than we even think we are sometimes. And we are well able to endure, well able to be victorious, well able to see God do great things in our lives. And, and that's our expectation. It has to be what we expect of him. It's what I'm expecting of him. Uh, it's a seat me through and see all of you through um, to be victorious in every area. So turn with me in your in your Bible um, to this first verse we'll look at, which is actually going to be out of uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's such a critically important verse for us. I'm going to read a couple of the verses just like this one for you today, just to remind you of who you are in Christ. We can do all things with him who strengthens us. Um, this verse is so important because what it speaks to is a simple fact that, first of all, we can do anything. That's number one that we need to do, that we need to know. The second thing we should always be mindful of when we think about this verse is that what enables us to do all things is through Christ, meaning when we ask God in our prayer life to be there for us and to get something done, we can do anything. And the enemy's game plan is to make us feel like there are certain things that maybe because they're such big problems or because they've been with us for such a you know seemingly long time that there are some things that are too big for Christ, that there are some things we can't do. 
even with Christ strengthening us. But that is a lie. And, and we're talking here tonight about, about debunking lies. And, and too many times believers, we become um, discouraged by what we're going up against. And we forget that we can do all things. I've been there. We've all probably been there at a given time where maybe something has been going on for so long that we start to think to ourselves, is it, can I really overcome this? But the, the reality is, yes, you can. Every person can overcome anything through Christ who strengthens them. In the name of Jesus, Christ comes through and Christ makes a way every single time. So let's give him thanks, you know, first and foremost for that. I love what it says in Isaiah, also verse 41, or chapter 41, verse 10, I should say. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm here to tell someone tonight not to be afraid of God's with you, not to be dismayed, because he calls himself your God. You didn't even have to call him your God. He said, that's who I am to you. And he says, and he promises here, that he will strengthen you, that he is going to help you, and he's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand. I couldn't count uh, on 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 any, both of my hands the amount of times where God had to strengthen me and he had to uphold me. There were so many times I've been through things, and, and many of you, if you really stop and you think about it, you know that's true for you too. There are so many times where you just, you you had to beg God for strength. You had to beg God to uphold you. Your righteousness wasn't good enough. He had to, it would have to be his righteous right hand that had to uphold you. If you had to rely on your righteousness, you would have been a complete disaster. I know that's true of myself. There have been times where if I had to rely on my righteousness, it would have been a disaster. But his righteous right hand, his righteousness upheld me. His goodness, his strength, his power. And that kept me, and it'll keep you. Just as it kept me. So there's no reason for you to be afraid whatsoever. With that being said, there's some other, you know, verses that I really, really love. Um, in Exodus, you know, there's this great declaration. It says here, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord's our strength and he's what we sing about. Let him be our salvation as he was when we accepted Christ into our lives. He's our God. He is our God. First um, Corinthians 10.13 gives some very, very important um, context where it says, No temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That's so important as a verse as well. Um, God's faithful that whatever we're tempted with, that we can overcome that. And that's a really, really, really important, you know, verse for us here. It's um, a really important verse because in churches, it's easy for us to just pretend that nobody's being tempted and we're all just sitting here, you know, praying to God about 
you know, all these things have nothing to do with our decision-making or our ability to follow his ways. But reality is that um, one of the most important things we will deal with, the most pertinent things to our lives is the simple fact that one day we stand before God for an evaluation process. And when he's going to evaluate us, um, it's going to be in, in large part about how we were able to make the right decisions even when it was hard. And even when we were tempted to make a wrong decision, were we able to make the right one? Do we do it out of love for God? And do we do it out of love for our neighbors? And if that's the case, and if that's the criterion upon which we will be measured, it will be, of course, whether we have faith in Christ, and then obviously do we love God and do we love others, then we, then we ought to you know, be very thoughtful about ensuring that we're never tempted uh, to live our lives in a way that, you know, will hurt our relationship with God or our relationship with others. And so in light of that fact, it's important to remember that God says, look, I understand how important temptation can be, or I understand how significant of an issue it is. But I want you to know that nothing that you will face from a temptation standpoint is, is uncommon to men. Every generation has had people who had to deal with it. But the thing is, God is faithful to ensure that you'll never be able to be tempted beyond what you're capable to endure or overcome. It is not possible. If you're going through it, it means that you're capable of overcoming it. And that's so, so valuable for us to remember. So, so important. Because of all the things the Word of God says about this, it also says something here in First Chronicles chapter 16 11. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seeking his presence continually. That one speaks for itself. So I'll close with his last thoughts from 2 Timothy 1.7. In the ESV version, it's a different translation than what many of you have heard. Um, but it says, For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Power, love, and self-control. Those two things, you can go a long way in this life. With God's power at your side, with the love of God guiding you, and with self-control at your disposal, you can really make waves in this life. And so we thank God for that. Heavenly Father, we just pray that um, the spirit of fear is already defeated and that power and that love and that self-control will win out tonight and will strengthen us today. Uh, Father, we need your strength. We need your love. We need your provision. We need your ability, Lord God, to see us through to the very end. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, to just do that for us. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to just uh, embrace us right now and help us, Father, to rise to the rise to the top, let the cream rise to the top, Lord God, Lord Jesus, tonight's the night where we really need you. Tonight's not really a night for us to just come here and just do church and go through the motions, but a night when we really, really truly need you, Lord. So I pray that wherever you see an area in our lives, Lord God, as believers, where you need to help us out, I pray, Father, that you see to it, Lord God, that your children are protected and watched looked after in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ. 
guard us, and amen. Uh, with that being said, Pastor Tim here. Hope everybody's doing well. Those who just dialed in, hit star five right now if you need prayer for anything. We're getting ready to close up for the night, but before we do that, hit star five if you need prayer for anything uh, at all, and we'll cover off on those hands if they are raised. Don't see any right now, but we'll get to those if there are any. If we have any hands to be raised for prayer, I see a hand up here from Victor. Hey, Victor. Yeah, Pastor Tim, I have to say I I started feeling um, some depression come upon, right? And mm. I don't know, Lord, but I picked up the phone and dialed you, and everything you were speaking was so true. And after we prayed and everything, I feel a lot better. I mean, I feel like it, it just lifted off me. So I just wanted to give mm. testimony on that. And thank you for um, speaking the word today, Pastor Tim. Amen, Victor. Let's also just pray about that. I'm thankful for the for the testimony, and you know, I'm just grateful that um, that God's doing His thing, you know, in your heart right now, and yeah, keeping us safe um, in every way for sure. But um, I like to just pray over that, um, okay. and then I'll have a couple of words for the for the group as well on the heels of that. Um, okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for our brother Victor. Thank you for his testimony, God, that whatever depression or, or, or anxiety he was feeling has not been lifted off of his shoulders. We 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 come against that, Lord God. We we bind on every single spirit that would try to weigh him down, every every spirit of heaviness, Lord Jesus. And we just ask that you, Lord God, continue to keep him light, a light spirit, Lord God, a, a wonderful spirit, Lord God. Keep him healed, Lord God, and feeling... Um, that joy and that, and that um, exuberant personality that you have, Lord God, continue to maintain that in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We look to you, Lord God, and we know that you've given him a sound mind, a joyful mind, a joyful countenance, a happy spirit, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. And amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much, Victor. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Of course, my friend, of course. And, and, you know, I also just wanted to, um, as a, you know, one thing I, I would just want to point out is just that um, I think sometimes folks, um, when negative thoughts sort of come against us or what have you, I think it's important for us to, you know, bring it before the Lord and that we can you know, be in that place that Victor was where maybe a negative thought came and we were able to overcome that. I'd also just like to remind folks that it's there's no um, shame, I guess is the term I would use, in the fact that, you know, you faced something or you had a negative thought or anything of that nature, right? I think it's important to say that because I think a lot of people, um, especially in the church, there's a certain stigma about admitting that you felt, you, whether it's depressed or, or any kind of negative thought came or any kind of temptation or what have you, the Lord does not hold anybody accountable for thoughts that come to their mind um, that, that flash across one's mind. Um, the, the difference is whether or not, or the, the determining factor as to whether it's an issue for us to think something or not is whether we agree with what, where, what, what the thought that comes to, to our mind. Okay, so if I if I feel a thought saying, you know, Tim, you're not good enough. You know, it's not as if I'm. You know that that thought, I can quickly replace it with it with a better thought and say, no, that's not true. The Lord says, I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm a co-heir with Christ. If I agree with that better thought, 
that I'm, I'm in good stead, right? It's it's about we can't always control the thoughts that come to our mind, basically, is what I'm saying. But we have to be mindful of, like, what are the thoughts that we are agreeing with in our heart once they come across our mind. And so just want to remind people of that. That same rule um, would apply when it comes to temptation. A temptation or thought coming to one's mind um, is not, you know, even a sin necessarily. It's whether or not we agree with the thought that comes that that is the determining factor so continue to bear that in mind that's just to encourage people that there's no shame in you um facing something dealing with something in a mental space or whatever the lord knows how to handle these things and deals with them quite frequently and, and quite easily as well and with that being said let me turn over i think a couple other hands up here let me go over to i see another hand up from fidel what's up fidel Hi, everybody. Um, I'd just like you to pray. Uh, I'm fasting um, until midnight. I usually ask somebody to pray that the move of God will be in my life, um, that God can reveal himself to me. Um, and that's basically it, yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, let's pray over that. Heavenly Father, we just lift up our brother Fidel. As he fasts and seeks your face, Lord God, your word says anybody who waits in the Lord never be put to shame. Your word also says, Father, that anyone who knocks will find you. Anyone who seeks will find you. If if we knock on your door, you'll answer, Father. And so I pray you would answer the prayers of Fidel and allow him to find you, Lord, as he's fasting before you and humbling himself before you. I know that you see his fast, Lord. I am 100% certain that you see his sacrifice and you see what he's trying to do. You see how he's approaching you. You see, Lord God, how he's made himself low and humble before you. And so, Father, I ask that you would just allow Fidel to draw into your presence and draw also near to him. As your word says, if we draw near to you, then you'll draw near to us. So draw near to this brother of ours, Fidel. Help him, Heavenly Father, to find you and to embrace you and who you are. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we've prayed. Help him to be strong. Help him, Heavenly Father, to see advancements in his spiritual walk and his life with you. Help him, Heavenly Father, to just continue to be a pillar for his, himself and for his family. Help him, Heavenly Father, to shine your light um, of Christ with others, Lord God, and, and to be a testimony for other people to enhance their faith. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Fidel. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Um. Right at that, that said, I want to just wrap up for the night here with just close with just a time of just final prayers of protection over you before we close for this night. I appreciate those of you who joined us. Um, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for your mercies, for your love, for your goodness, and for the way you found us. I pray that you, Lord God, would you protect your children, keep us safe. As we go to bed tonight, keep us safe for tomorrow. Protect our subconscious minds, Lord God, that we would, you know, think uh, and along the lines, Lord God, that you would want us to think with that sound mind you promised us. May no fear overtake us ever. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we would be strong with power, that we would be loving because you've given us a spirit of love. Uh, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you, oh Lord Jesus, would just help us take authority, take dominion over everything, Lord God, that comes against us, that in opposition with the word of God and with the words you've spoken over us. And we ask, Lord God, you just keep us safe from the evil one always. In Jesus' mighty name, protect our families, protect our loved ones, 
protect our friends. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and protect this church. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for dialing in with us tonight.